welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, home ownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the Joe Contractor Show. Um, of course, I'm here with Lori and Merrick, and, and I'm Sam. So hi, you guys. Hi, Sam. Hi, Merrick. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, why don't you bring your, your microphone in a little closer to you there, Merrick? Is that better? Yeah. You got to yep, throw it right in your face. Okay. Um, yeah, so here we are for our second show. And uh, the first show, I'm sure you've listened to it because you wouldn't start with the second show so now that you've listened to the first show and here we go starting on the second um you can admit that first one was was something else right absolutely (laughs) it only gets better too yeah so uh we are back if if uh you know you should know but we'll just we'll just go over it again joe contractor show is about um construction stories a little bit about contracting we are going to have people um submit questions that they may want answered i think that'll be a fun part of our show um and we're going to have uh interviews with with regular joe contractors and and the other folks that work in the regular joe contracting world right rather than just regular joes like us right rather than than focusing on um kind of the upper echelons of the bigger industry of construction which i get you know commercial and uh large-scale residential remodeling or not remodeling but construction is is cool and it drives the economy but um so do we the small contractors out there who who uh put our time and and really dedicate our lives to renovating people's homes and helping people out so again and the unique way that all of us got into the trades i mean it's it's not a set in stone career path no, it's one of those things I, I used to joke, and it's it's probably not a great joke, but I used to joke that it's um, construction is one of those things that is sort of like your last chance. If you've, if you've sort of <laughs> failed out of, and I'm talking more on the, uh, the laboring side of it, which I do have a lot of respect for the laborers in construction, so I don't mean that as a disrespectful thing, but it's like one of those places where if you if you really haven't found where you fit in this world, but you can, you can do well in construction, you can actually do quite well in the trades. 
There's a lot of hats in construction, so you can fit in somewhere within the with within that job. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot more problem solving and creativity, and uh, you know, just general intellect that you have to have to be in it. But people still tend to undervalue what it is to be in construction. So far. We're, we we were a dime a dozen. We're getting fewer and fewer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, and when you start when you start getting into the uh, contracting side of thing, that's like there there is no schooling for that really, as far as I know. You you just have to sort of learn how to do all this stuff. So mm-hmm. so here we are. So yeah, Merrick, what uh, let's let's get a little deeper into getting to know Merrick and figure out. Uh, like when, how long have you been doing construction? I mean, I met you, I feel like that was sort of your earliest days. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, that was probably, um, probably 10, no, 12, probably. 13 years when I first opened up my LLC right. just as a painter. Um, just going, I was going door to door or I was, Going to door to door, handing out these flyers. I mean, looking back, they were just they they weren't pretty flyers. But <laughs> you weren't the best marketer. But I was working hard. I was a hard worker, so I was going yeah. to all these different doors, and I was you know knocking on the doors, and I saw these painters out in the front yard, and I was like, hey, are you guys looking for anybody else for your crew? Mm-hmm. Well, he said yes, but you have to have your insurance and your LLC and everything set up to do it. Mm. So I went and I got that set, stuff set up, and then that guy kept me busy like. Hmm. every day for a year yep it's crazy the path that you start and where you're at now huh right yeah yeah so yeah do you remember what year well, that would have been? you know actually i guess it was i was doing new construction painting and that's how i got the llc and insurance set up and then when i met that guy walking down the street i already had that insurance and then i was really able to start my career working for myself I mean, as a subcontractor. Was that guy like a general contractor? Yeah, he was a painting painting okay. contractor. Okay. Um, so got started painting and then found out that if I did the carpentry repairs, I actually made more money doing that yep. than I would for the painting. So after a couple of years, I found that I wasn't painting anymore and I was just doing the carpentry repairs. Yeah, that's um, uh, not dissimilar to, to how I started, actually. Mm-hmm. I started out, my stepmother was a painter. Huh had her own painting company. I did some work for her. Uh, gosh, that was in my early 20s. And then I had done construction. I had, I had done some roofing and siding, and my whole family kind of was in construction. I helped my father uh, build a couple of houses for us as kids. You know, I was young. I don't think I was actually much help. Probably, (laughs) you know, that goes, but, but anyway, so construction was in there, but then after college, after I I think dropping out the second time, (laughs) um, you know, it was kind of a default. I went, figured out, uh, I went and worked briefly for a guy who was painting. So I'd done that little bit of painting work with my stepmother, went and worked with a guy who had a painting crew and was doing new new home construction. Uh, shortly after I started that, another guy that I'd worked with, like, just gave me his business. He gave me his trailer, huh. 
his sprayers, his everything. And he's like, you can pay me back later, but I don't want to do this anymore. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've got this other thing I'm going to go do. You just do it. And that, at the time, you were like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was a, you know, it was pretty nice of him. Yeah. Right. You know? But this was out in Colorado, and he was, he was spraying. They were building, you know, spec homes as fast as they could. And he was painting, you know, a house a week or whatever is something. Like, I was painting the entire inside the exterior staining all the woodwork and i had to be in and out of there in a week by myself or something like that so um so i realized pretty shortly after i started working with his trailer and his sprayers uh why he had abandoned them and run away because it was a lot of work Mm -hmm. but yeah that's how i started then i started doing bathrooms and you know more construction and figured out there was better money in that and then I started doing way too much stuff and mm-hmm. and then I figured out that that's confusing so it's crazy I, uh, I I was thinking that I really did didn't start in construction for until I was a lot older but as I listened to your stories I started out painting too did you <laughs> I think so yeah actually it was roofing I was in high school ah. and uh, my friend's brother had a roofing company and he needed some good laborers and so I was that uh I learned to carry some bundles of shingles on my yep. shoulders up the roof, and I said, I'll never do this again. <laughs> then I did some painting in yeah. college, you know, fell down the ladder a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> slid down the house with the yeah. ladder, and then I'm like, now I can't wait to get through college so I can be done with this, Yeah. and then I ended up doing it still. Yeah, what did you, what did you go to college for? Uh, business. Oh. oh, that's why you're so smart and I successful. Know, right? <laughs> no. I should have done business. <laughs> What was I thinking? I was reading too much, like philosophy. Yeah, but remember, stuff. I still didn't want to be doing doing a construction. Still wasn't in the books yet for me at that point. I'm right. like, oh, I'm never going to do construction. That's the last thing on my list. Yeah, I think you just said started the show with that, right? The last, your last ditch ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Well, we'll see how people take that. But um, yeah, I mean, I meant it in the best possible way. I think it's a. I think it's an inclusive place. I think kitchens, restaurants are kind of that way, too. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a, like, come on in here. We'll figure out how to get you. If you work hard, we'll figure out a spot for you. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. But, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, really, now that I'm thinking about it, it's been, like, my whole life, right, that's kind of been around construction. Like, my, my dad worked for this company called Main Post and Beam. Okay. Um in in Maine. Did they do stuff with posts and beams? Yes, they did. <laughs> yes. You are smart after all, Sam. I love, a, I love a name that says exactly what the thing is. <laughs> like, yeah. So they were, you know, um, known nationwide for their post and beam construction. Yeah. And um, so I was around that, and my dad built our house when I was a kid, and I was eight years old or something with a life vest on walking around the house so that I wouldn't get, get too punctured if I felt punctured. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so then, you know, jobs in the summer working for remodeling companies just kind of always been drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever a point in either of your lives where you can, you know, you can answer one at a time, obviously, but it was where you, where you were like, looking at the maybe the college landscape or something and thinking I am definitely going to do something like this way outside of this you know I, go ahead 
Laurie? Um, I, mean, I mean, when you when you took business classes, were you thinking ever that construction was going to be the business that you'd end up running? Never. You, and I honestly, here's, here's the real story why I ended up doing it. And this is even funnier yet, because <laughs> after college, I did some jobs, and I wasn't uh, making a ton of money. And... Um, you know, I was like, I got to find a real job and make some better money and start paying my student loans back, which, you know, back then wasn't that much, but it was a right. lot. And a friend said, hey, you know, why don't you join the union? There's a, uh, it's good money and uh, good benefits. And I said, no, why would I do that? That's not <laughs> at all what I, I came off the farm. I'm never going back and I'm never working that hard again. And I and then I, a couple weeks later, I'm like, you know, maybe for the summer, it's May, and it'd be nice to be outside. And I said, how do you do that? And what, how much do you get paid? So I did it for the money. Yeah. So the I joined the union for the Which money. Union? Uh, Carpenters Union. Yep. What was it? 1644, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got started. And and then besides that, it, um, affirmative action was a key because I wouldn't have gotten in. There's no in health. You could swear. <laughs> that I could get, that swear. I could actually get into the union or who would, you know, I couldn't show up at a job site and say, hey, how about me? I have no experience. I'm a woman. And uh, so it was affirmative action. A, a, a company only hired minorities and women. So that's why I got into it. So mm. um, it was the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was good pay. And that's how I started. So I, it was good pay at that point for uh, to be uh Commercial, and it was commercial, commercial yeah. apprentice. Yeah. So the, the money was great. Yeah. And then I started doing it. And, of course, you know, once you do it, you can't go back. <laughs> it does kind of get in yeah. your bones, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Merrick, was there ever any, anything that you, you know, like, like when I was younger, I, yeah. when I, I did, did drop out of college twice. You know, there was a period of time I thought I might be a teacher. There was a period of time I thought I might be a nurse following the family footsteps there and, and go into healthcare as a nurse and it, none of it worked out like I you know I took a lot of classes in college <laughs> spent a lot of money I mean I, I didn't do too bad in that but anyway uh but never never really figured out what it was I wanted to do and then sort of led to clicked. entrepreneurship right yeah led to this and, and other business ownership and yeah. entrepreneurship so yeah yeah I, I think I was more interested in the social aspects of education than the actual education. And I, I don't think I had a, a plan. I remember when I was really young, I wanted to be an architect when I grew up, hmm. um, yeah. like, you know, at eight or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and really, I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to go out and meet people and party and do all that kind of stuff. And that's what I did. And I traveled around the country from 19 to 26 or 27. And were yep. you doing construction or anything like uh, that? No, or what I, were you I, doing? Was just, I was just traveling, hitchhiking around wow. and... Um, you know, just... Uh, I remember you told me once you were huh. following what was left of the Grateful Dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the remaining, <laughs> remaining members of the Grateful yeah, Dead. Those and, who weren't dead. Yeah. Um, a couple other uh, bands in the jam band circuit. and um, Fun. How yeah. did you make money during doing that? Uh, well, you know, there's like a whole economy for these, for these jam bands. So they'll have this area where it's like Shakedown Street, and that's where all the vendors will be. So there'd be, oh, sure. you know, some people set up and sell pizzas or hats or 
um, drugs or, <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Common, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, so there, that's so there's, all fair. There's I mean, an entire economy around yeah. it. And so, so I just made a living just huh. doing that. Yeah. And it, I didn't need much. I just needed enough. Uh, if I had a hundred bucks in my pocket that I could throw down on a hotel room. You felt or, pretty good. Yeah. You know, and so that, so that's how I lived. And then at the end of that, it got rough. Yeah. Living that way. And I was pretty worn out. And, um, so that's when I moved here yep. to Minnesota and kind of, and started living in Minneapolis. I got a real job doing construction. Yep. Um, that would have been, I guess, around the time I met you. Yes. Actually, when I met, I met both of you, I think around the same time I had long hair past my shoulders yeah, and a big beard. Yeah. And, well, I wasn't, didn't mean to have dreadlocks, but uh, yeah, you had hair that looked red-ish, <laughs> which is, it's, it's funny to me because I, I, um, carry myself so differently in the world now than I, than I did back then. Well, I hope you don't have any, any regrets about it because I mean, honestly, those are the things that make us anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I certainly was pretty aimless, I would say for a while. I mean, I always did stuff. I always worked hard. But I really had no idea what I wanted Where to we do. Going? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, uh, it is true that, like I said, you know, who knew you'd be where you are today? You could never plan. You, as no. much as we have to plan for our jobs and for our day and our future, you could never really plan. Mm-hmm. No, I've always been intrigued by people who, you know at a young age said I'm gonna do this and then went and did that and then lived a life like stable in a house and did that whole thing the right. whole time like, right. oh mm-hmm. wow that's neat you know I'm, I'm definitely more on the experiential learning side of things where I get restless if I'm doing the same thing for too long and I like to solve big problems and, and, and I think the rare story is the one um, where the the person goes to school to be a cons- to learn about construction, does four years of education, gets out, gets a job with a big construction company. Like in at least in residential remodeling, like it's, that never that is very rare. Right, Lori, it's not you might rare. Be the closest to that, of <laughs> anyone I know. Right, it's not <laughs> rare in the com- on the commercial side of things. That's that's like it's like an entirely different world. The commercial Absolutely. side. Yeah, it is. There's, you know, like if you're working for Ryan companies, uh, I mean, the labor side of it is more what we're used to, but the management side of it, there's a whole different track that those people take. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. They learn construction as a trade to be managed, not as a trade. Like we learned it as how to do it. Yeah. Hands on. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. And, and my, my project manager actually she came in as a carpenter last year and then everybody in my organization was like hey you know you should really have Bree doing your project management and your scheduling because she has experience with that right and i was like oh okay well here's here's my organization telling me that this person is qualified for this and it's been amazing i mean yeah, she's that's a whole taken other over skill the set. whole scheduling thing all of that project management i mean she is yeah i didn't even know i needed that Oh, everyone needs it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to surround yourself with people that are different than you because you really do. There's so many hats, and you wear them all, and you got to like start get. You you're good at what you do. You've you know you're good at certain things, but you can't be good at everything. So you no. do need to have people around you, even in our small businesses, that are, 
you know, we're probably the fire starters here, and we need some people to keep the fire going. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. When you said fire starter, I was thinking you were going to say that we needed people to put them out. Too, that too. <laughs> yeah. well, that's usually us. You're right. <laughs> oh, did I leave something burning back there? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've, I don't know why, but I've, I think I'm resistant to working for other people. So yeah, Lori's shaking her head. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I am. I don't try to be. I, I hear a little something in the yeah, background. Are you hearing too. that too? Yeah. Um. Oh, no, it's I, gone. Yeah, if that comes back, we better do something because I, I can't get rid of that if that's... There it is. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to take a little break, see if I can tighten everything up and make sure that that's not going through the whole thing because that would be bad if our audio is all messed okay. up. Yeah, that's what we do. All right, <laughs> thanks for hanging with us. We'll be back after the break. We'll be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices, and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. Um, you guys, uh, you were about to get into something over w- when you first met. Right. Yeah. 
So I don't know Merrick real well, and I don't know Sam very well, but Merrick and I, I guess Merrick is our connection, because we, we met quite a few years ago, and uh, Merrick was asking if I remember the time exactly and where place and time, and I don't, so that's what I want to hear. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, this, um, you know, that whole lifestyle that I was living on, you know, living on tour. Yeah. I, you know, that's kind of how I learned how to, like, hustle and how to, like, meet people and all these different things that I apply to my business today. So... So you know, here, here we are. We're stuck in traffic, and I look over and I see Lori's truck, and she's got the Wonder Woman construction logo on the side of the truck, and I'm, I'm like one car behind her in the next lane over. So I just hop out of my truck, <laughs> I walk right. over to the side of her door, <laughs> and I hand her one of my business cards, and I say, "Hey, if you're looking for a painter, give me a call." <laughs> and the light turned that. green, and I ran back, <laughs> and I hopped into my truck. Oh God! How could I forget? Yes, I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> that's and funny. That's so, uh, and then I painted for them. Did I did? Oh, you know, so it got you the job? Yeah. So yeah. I painted for them for a year. Yeah, and did some repairs. Started doing some yep. repairs on a couple things at a couple projects. I remember that. Well, and then you know I work on these historic homes, these you know hundred year old homes for painting and carpentry repairs. So those are the kinds of projects that. Lori sends my way. Right. And I actually just had one in my email yesterday, which I haven't gotten a job from them in yeah. oh, look at that. years. So. They come through, and I was like, Merrick, send it to Merrick. Let's have Merrick in this one. <laughs> Reconnection. Love that. That's great. Yeah, I remember um, you worked, you helped us paint down in Burnsville at, uh, it was Marty's now in-laws. Yeah house well, that was a craigslist ad that i responded to your huh. i put out a craigslist ad it sounds right maybe or you responded to my craigslist ad oh, which is amazing be. because craigslist is like yeah the worst to to try to find workers <laughs> <laughs> that's how you guys met <laughs> oh, that's crazy. you know <clears throat> i think back then craigslist still wasn't i mean it's worse now i think it's yeah. like a jumbled mess, right? Yeah. I think back then it was a little bit better. And I don't think we had a lot of options. I think that no. was one of the first options like that of, of connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, eBay still worked back then too. I could sit and buy camera parts. I, I remember I was doing that a lot back then. I loved, <laughs> loved cameras. But anyway, um, that brings up, you know, I, I guess a little bit of a question that I've, struggled with like where do you find people where do you find employees i don't nothing works as far as i know does it it's tough i would say that for me what i really really count on these days is uh because i've done craigslist um what's that there's another indeed indeed i did that once nothing yeah craigslist um all failures And uh, now it's word of mouth. I tell everybody or other contractors, mm-hmm. hey, we're looking. If you know anybody, send them our way. This is what we're looking for. And it, work, and it seems to work because you already have some background on somebody. Yep. What about you guys? What do you, Merrick? Well, I, um, I use ZipRecruiter for, for, my, um, for my staffing. And, and I've had great success with, with it. With uh, construction labor? Too? Yep. Huh. Yep. Really? So you can go in there and you can. So I'll run, like just this month, um, you know, I ran a 
uh, lead carpenter ad, you put the ad and then it sends it out to like hundreds of different job posting boards. And then, you know, I did one for an administrator because my admin is cutting down on her hours and just doing my accounting now. And then I ran one for a painter too, because I need a good painting subcontractor. And when you say it puts it out on, on boards, so it's, people aren't like your average painter or carpenter, they're not going to ZipRecruiter and finding you that way. They're, their ZipRecruiter is putting your ad in places where they would be. Right. So if it's a painter's ad, they might put it into painting directories or they might put it on uh, to different, you know, it might post to, you know, dozens of other platforms. It kind of just, it's just kind of this hub that sends these messages out so that a lot of people can see them. And I mean, I, that's how I put my entire team that I have right now together was using ZipRecruiter a year ago. Yeah. And I went through 50 applicants for the position and these three people, well, it was like five people right now, the three that, yep. you know, that had the Stayed. necessary qualities. That's funny. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that's how that works because there is no, it, it seems like there should be some sort of central, uh, you know, hub for, for finding a construction related job. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, didn't, wouldn't that have been the newspaper back when we it were would have young? Been the like, you know, like, what's that? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. The one ads in the, in, right. in the newspaper. Um, well, why don't uh, why don't you two? Uh, let's see. What were some of the other questions you were looking to have us answer here today, Merrick? I would like to hear you guys' hobbies. What do you guys do outside of work besides work as your hobby? <laughs> um. Well, me, personally, uh, I probably have too many hobbies, one of which is starting businesses. <laughs> so, so the Joe Contractor Show is, uh, is it's its own entity, and this is going to be tons of fun for us to do this, but it's also um, at least connected to the Joe Contractor app, which we will be putting out. Um, so the three of us are working on that. Well, three of us and others. This is a going to be a larger effort, um, and hopefully that that's something that you you know you might go take a look at and actually see. Wow, this is pretty cool. So that's one thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that business stuff is a hobby. It has become something that defines kind of the way I think of things and do stuff. But you know, I build things. Um, I build, uh, it's been a, a year or more since I've built any new ones, but I make these Wanigans for canoeing, which is like this wearable wooden backpack for mm -hmm. canoeing. Um, I guide canoe trips. I fish. I do, uh, I do fish and hunt though. I'm not like, it's not something I'm known for as in, you know, some people, they kind of live their whole life that around that. Mm -hmm. um, but I do fish and hunt, so yeah. And I raise kids. I mean, that's that takes up. I don't know if that's a hobby. It's if it's a hobby, it's like super all-consuming. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little devils, but um, no, my I've got a 15, 13, and five-year-old going on six here. And yeah, I mean that that I was thinking about it the other day. That just like when people, when people who um, 
I guess must have more time or something when they say, what have you been reading lately? Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> reading. <laughs> yeah, if only I had the time. I mean, if I ever try and, I do read a lot of news. And so I read a lot of, and not like political news, but I read a lot of articles about things because I'm always curious about stuff. But like if I sit down with a book, I'm out in three minutes. Yeah. I'm, I'm asleep, sound asleep. Yeah. So. Well, even without kids right now, they're all, all mine are older and the grandkids are around but um so basically i have kids when i want them but i still don't read you know that sam what's you're never going to have time no no <laughs> fortunately you know i did i did quite a bit of reading when i was younger so i got some some empathy that i learned from reading books about you know different people's lives and stuff mm -hmm. but yeah what do you do mary yeah oh um well most of my focus is on my work and on my family. Um, I do have some hobbies that I, you know, and that, that, that's, a, that's a, a real struggle for me is to find that balance so that, you know, and I, I think a lot of it's been that I've been developing my business so much over the last few years that I'm, I'm kind of buying my future hobby time. And I, I gotta be okay with that right now. Um, but, I get that. Yeah, but, I get what you're saying there. But the things I enjoy doing, um, I really enjoy photography, um, macro photography specifically, getting in and taking pictures of tiny little things and then blowing up the images so that oh, they're cool. big. And yeah, like, very like, cool. I don't know if you know those. Uh, it started with an H. It was some, some kids' magazine when we were a kid, or that when I was a kid, and it would always have highlights. all these highlights, right? <laughs> yes. and then, oh, I do yes. remember highlights. And then in the back, there'd be all these images with numbers next to them, and you're like, what is that? Right, like, yeah. And it would be these macro photography yeah. where they're just taking this tiny thing. So I really, I really um, like that. I kind of put myself through, like, an informal photography education a couple oh. years ago where I every night for six huh. months i researched you know all the different things around it the different i didn't know you're in aperture and things like mm. that yeah um <clears throat> so but again that one's on it, hold it's hard you know like <laughs> i mean i've got a whole bunch of nice high-end photographic equipment and i pull it out maybe once every two months right. or something you know like it is hard it's it's something mm -hmm. that takes time and no doubt. um survival um survival type stuff like that's that's kind of my like just and my son my eight-year-old son's really into it too sure so you know we'll go out and we'll build primitive traps snares and um huh. you know uh shooting fishing um all those kinds of skills like i just feel like i'm in the in the moment when i'm out there doing that kind of yeah. stuff and i really you know there's a peaceful thing around that for me um, what other hobbies do I have? Well, uh, exercise too, you know, just um, oh. getting into like for the sake of fitness, exercise, fitness Sam. stuff. <laughs> you like it, Merrick? <laughs> for real? <laughs> no, I've always had, I've always had a really hard time um, exercising for the sake of exercise. I love being active. I, mm -hmm. you know, give me a forest to walk around in for a day, and I'll do that. Or, or a 500 mile long canoe trip that I have no problem with that but like going and finding my way to like walking on a treadmill or running on a tre you know like yeah. like organized 
exercise. It's like organized religion or something. For me. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, this doesn't work. Run, but run from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I haven't been doing it for a while, but there was a time like a year ago this time where I was running every day. I was doing push-ups, doing leg lifts, doing all this stuff, and I felt the best that I've ever felt in my life. That's what I hear. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know it's absolutely true, and I, yeah. I wish... I, I one shouldn't say I wish these things because it's really up to to the individual. But there, I I wish it was more in my makeup to enjoy the exercise for the sake of exercise. I don't, mm-hmm. For me, I exercise for sure every other day. Okay. I do it, and I and I uh, uh, my crew will look at me and say, "You need to go for a run." For it's a stress release. Mm-hmm. I have to. That's... I'm not in the field every day anymore, which is a, its own stress relief, right? Right. Because right. you're being physical, and so um, which, so my I I have to do it for stress, but it's not always a run. I do it. I've changed it up into, what do I really want to do today? So I really do like it. Most of it. Yeah. Um, it would be sometimes going down and to the river and uh, lifting rocks or uh, balance stuff. Or but it's you know my but some running, biking, um, canoeing. You know anything. You probably love some of that. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I'm at the cabin, it changes to canoeing, kayaking, yeah. cross country skiing. Yeah. Um, so I I have to do it. And and do I love it? Mm, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I I had the good fortune of you know for 15 plus years i worked at a boys camp every summer and i walked no less than 10 or 15 miles a day i walked back and forth across that camp 100 times a day so mm-hmm. i never needed to right. exercise like every there were always a few guys that would like get up in the morning and run and i always thought that was really funny because i'm like you know you're you're really running all day long <laughs> right. here like but right. but now that i now that i spend less time actively doing construction or uh, working outside and stuff, I feel like I've got to find something in exercise that works for me. The only thing I've found so far is rowing machines. Like I actually enjoy sitting on a rowing machine, but you need so much space for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's some unique challenges to being a trade professional and the exercise thing for me personally. Like I've, you know, haven't stretched, haven't done any exercise for so many years i have some repetitive joint issues or i've got a bone that i broke here and oh yeah you know or whatever and it makes it even more challenging for me to go out and get into a physical routine because it hurts right that's maybe whole, it hurts everybody that's a whole episode but. how many mm-hmm. how many times have you injured yourself mm-hmm. on the job that's a good yeah. one it yeah is. it is yeah well so, so exercise, that's in there. Didn't mean to make such a big deal out of that. <laughs> it's a tough one there. I just always, I'm like, God, I wish I could do that. I wish that was for me. But what else you got on your little list? There? Well, you know, I think we talked about where we came from. I think we talked about personal interests and how we got into construction. Now, um, maybe, maybe we should talk about what it's like now. I mean, what? Or, or, or yeah. maybe we talk about what it was like when it was our first business yeah. versus or it's, our starting out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what years you guys started, but there, we, when I started, there weren't computers I, or cell phones yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, but I, I, you know, how did you learn? How did you learn stuff? So I was doing commercial uh, union work, 
And all my friends would say, hey, can you come work on my house? And I'm like, no, I don't know anything about a house. Right, <laughs> different. It was mm-hmm. way different. So then yeah. I started, and I thought I wanted to work on my own house, so I started doing some, uh, I called them my Bibles. I'd get books, study, read. I still have them. The pages are falling out. Mm. And then I'd talk to people and other carpenters and figure out how to do stuff. And then slowly, and now, so that there's then, and then now, I, you know, that everything's at the fingertips. If there's a, on a job site and the carpenters are like, hey, I don't, you know, what, how do you do or what do we do? And I'm like, <laughs> get your phone out. Totally. <laughs> and you can Google and YouTube and find anything out. And then there's apps, like mm-hmm. the one that um, we're, we're working on, which I can't, super excited for it. And we all want it. <laughs> we all want it. So uh, right. it'll be fabulous to get that Joe contractor app out. But then, uh, but there's like CI, Construction Instruction, and those are the mm-hmm. super smart guys that have put an app out that's super cool, and all my carpenters have that. So there, it's just that's the changes I see is that um, everything's at your fingertips. You can look up a piece of material on the computer, or you know, it, it's just changed so much. Where I was working all day long, come home, do bids, look in my books before I went to a job to figure out how to do something, and it was so things were busy. It's just a different busy now. Yeah, I mean that's. I didn't. I didn't start before computers, but computers weren't a thing. You know, they they weren't. That wasn't what made your business. So I mean, I started in the. I guess kind of the late '90s or something. So you know. I, what's changed? I, I think having sort of seen throughout the entirety of my life construction, like my grandfather. Uh, owned a stucco company out of Elk River, uh, Rolf Stucco, and they they stuccoed everything uh, in the northwest corner of the cities. And then Donnelly did all the rest of the oh, stuccoing yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I think when my grandpa was kind of at the height of his career, and and he'd meet with a client. You know, the the question was sort of like. Do you want brown or or white? <laughs> you know, like that's it. Right. You're getting stucco, and it's either going to be brown or white. Do you want? You know, remember the the old all the old ceilings with the sparkle in it. Mm-hmm. You know, the question wasn't do you want sparkle. It was do you want silver or gold sparkle. Right. You know. And I found one of those tools at a yard sale the, the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The little crank, and it's still full of flake. Is no, it? Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. And people look at that stuff, and they're like, how did that happen? Like, how did people get that in there? But then you would go, I, I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying this, but I think you would go to the lumber yard or the supply house of whatever it was, and they'd have the three choices. Right. You'd get the three choices. You'd go back to the client and you'd say, you know, this is it. And I think what's changed even dramatically in my lifetime is, yes, the computers and the Internet, but now it's the choice to. It's crazy. It's just so overwhelming sometimes because it's like, no, there aren't just three toilets out there. Yeah, like, yes, you can get the Kohler Wellworth. There, that's a standard, and it's great. But nobody, everybody's like, look, I found this exotic thing. And, and so providing, you know, some sort of 
standardization or, or trying to figure out pricing when everything is different and new each time. And it, I think that's the part that I, yeah, I think I've seen so much change. Absolutely. So many changes. And, and then you have to do the R&D and to make sure it's a good choice. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's, uh, so you have to do a lot of research. So the computers are great, but man, the information, you'd have to dig deep sometimes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got clients, you know, they've got access to some of that information too. So they're thinking like, I don't know if you're doing this right. Like, well, <laughs> thanks, but there's three different ways to do it. I'm, I'm a professional and I chose this way. Stop watching YouTube. Right. You go back to doctoring or lawyering. Yeah. I'll do this. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it Lori that mentioned the three-way um, yeah. guideline? Is that? That's, yeah, there's always three ways to do something. There's never one way. Ne no, never, never. Uh, and it's unique. It's fun working with, with different people because you do realize, like, wow, you're not doing that wrong, but you're doing it way differently yeah. than I would have, and I'm, I'm going to adopt some of that. Right, so, right. Yeah, I mean, construction is sort of an adaptive industry anyway you know but i feel like that pace that we have to adapt has accelerated throughout the time i've been in construction i would say yeah so. yeah yeah so i was just thinking oh are you yeah well, well i was just thinking about the the evolution right of like thinking back and i haven't thought about this for so long and you know i met that was Kurt Meyer from um, yeah Home Transformations. Home Transformations is who I met. Um, or still I met his, his. I met still his, doing his thing. Still a good guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it, and, yep. and uh, you know one of the best painting companies around because he yeah, really I mean, cares about. Yeah, reputation is stellar. Yeah. So, and um, so I met him, and then that's what kind of prompted me to go i'm going out on my own i'm doing my own thing and that's actually when i met you guys because i yeah. was like oh you know i've got a lot of opportunities here with this having this llc and this insurance that i'm valuable to any contractor because yep. of my skills and because of having that documentation they can pay me easily right so which is something you probably <laughs> just didn't even really think about before that right yeah. well now i think about it yeah, right. I mean, you think about it with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but so that, you know, so that was kind of that beginning where I was, it was maybe me and one or two other people going out. We do all the carpentry repairs and we do all the painting and we do one job at a time and get it done and move on and get paid. And man, I mean, that, it's never been that easy. Again. I was going to say, I sort of missed <laughs> no, the satisfaction I, right. of doing just that. Right. And it made a lot of money yeah, doing I mean, it that way too. I you mean, know, being a hand, uh, I always, my analogy is, being a one-man show or one-person show or a handyman or a handy person or something like that, whatever, um, it's how do you make money at it anymore? You're expected to get back to people instantly, not at night or at the end of the day. You make decisions. They want to make them right away. And, and so I've hired people that uh, are a one-person show, including my electrician who was a one-person show now. Yeah. He's a um, great master electrician. I'm like, Kevin, are you making any money? Oh, no, not really. And I'm like, you can't. You're a one-person show. You used to be able to <laughs> right, do it and make right. money, and, mm -hmm. and but the expectations are so high. The bar has gotten set so high about immediately getting back to you, immediately making it. Well, and having a presence on LinkedIn and oh, Nextdoor yeah. and, and Social Instagram presence. and Facebook. <laughs> no, and I right. mean, like, when do you have time to do all of this yeah. stuff? That's why this is our hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's, uh, I, I, you know, that's part of the reason with COVID why I have um, gone back to this simplifying my business by going back to doing tile work. Like I'm trying to sort of get back to that a little mm -hmm. bit where I've got just one thing that I do mm -hmm. and I don't have to have other people helping me and I can just take a job. I can see, I can see the start of it and at the time I start it, I can see all the way to the finish. I like that, you know, versus yeah. these six month, eight month long whole house remodels that just get to be, you know, they get to be kind of a disaster or a nightmare to, to manage, I would say. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'm, I'm sure you guys are super proud of the things that you've accomplished over the years, too. I really love a finished product. But Well, it's to, to specialize, you know, that's what you hear over and over, right? That's kind of what the, the plight of the general contractor as well. Yeah, yeah general is, is right yep. in the name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Is that, you know, you don't... The, to specialize in something. Oh, I do tile. I have all the tile tools. Yeah. I got I got a process from the beginning. Nobody else is getting involved. I'm just There is risk in it too because uh because the way the competition works, right? So if you're general, then if like like I know when economic crises have hit throughout my career, so to whether it's 2008 or uh, recently, or you know, there's been a bunch of things along the way. 9 11, mm -hmm. that was one, and 2008, the housing crisis. Um, I was painting a lot at the time, and painting stopped immediately because painting is one of those things yep, that everybody can do themselves. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They don't need to have it done. Right. And they can go buy a brush and right. a roller and tackle it themselves, even if it's not great. So, um, yeah, so specializing. I don't know. It can be tough too because if, if the thing that you're doing is not in demand for a little while, you're SOL. Yeah. That's all there is to it. So we've got. Uh, if you're if you're hearing any of the, the noise in the background, we are in a bustling uh, <laughs> yeah. construction warehouse office space. We described it in the first show, um, and actually, it's really fun. So when we get uh, when we get more guests coming on, uh, they can come in and, and see this space, and I'm sure we'll we'll improve our situation over time too. But um, we're very thankful to Lori and Wonder Woman Construction for allowing us this space. It's great. Yeah. Sorry about all the uh, disruptions. <laughs> they're not, you know, as long as as long as they're not disturbing us, it's really not that much of a distraction. It's, yeah, a guy but, was just walking by with a bunch of two by fours. Yeah, if you heard him. <laughs> I mean, that's classic construction yeah. scene, though. I mean, three eight foot two by fours just came walking through. <laughs> so yeah, and I just I just had a conversation with a good friend of mine, Tom Sywick, who owns a um, a lumberyard oh. here and. He knows both of you guys do. We, I talk we all him. know yeah. Sywicks. And yeah. he's he's excited. He he said he'd be really happy to come on the show and meet well, with us. So he'll be one of our first guests coming up. Yep, and we mentioned uh Kurt Meyer and and Home Restorations. That's right, right? Yeah, um it's oh yeah, what is it? It's I think Home Transformation. Transformations, not restorations, home transformations here in Minneapolis. We will um throughout the course of our show, since we are based out of Minneapolis, we will uh, do some shouting out to our yeah. fellow contractors in town, and I'm sure we'll reach out to Kurt. That'd be Let's fun see. to have Kurt on. Yeah, there. he's a great guy. So we'll and we'll see who wants to come in here and sit with us. And there's quite a few overlaps that of people we know yep. and the trades, and so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, part of the, part of the impetus for the show and, and for the app that we're building, and we're not, we're not going to try and promote our app too heavily. We, we don't even have it out in the market yet, people. But um, it is, part of the impetus here is that there is not a show out there that we know of that talks about this area of construction. Just regular folks getting regular remodeling and, and general construction done on their homes, the smaller stuff. Um, and we are also not aware of any software that has been developed to make our lives that much easier. In fact, we as small uh, company general contractors, we have to piece together bits and pieces of, of bigger enterprise software that we try and make work for ourselves. And in the, you know, in this day and age, I'm looking around the table, we've got $3,000 phones here with, you know, these are computers with fancy, fancy cameras on them, and why aren't we able to access and store and organize data in a way that works for us? So, mm -hmm. And you know, the regular Joe's got one now, right? Everybody's like, I mean, got everybody, one. Everybody, the, the homeless guy on the corner has got a smartphone now. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so through our conversations, we hope to... Uh, we hope to give you some guidance in the world of construction, whether you're a contractor or, um, or a homeowner. And uh, we're just going to keep doing this. And I don't know, we've got another show coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Right. So anything, anything you guys want to say goodbye you know, as we're checking out here on the second show? No, I think we're excited about this podcast because uh, there isn't anything like it. And it not only pertains to us as small business owners or contractors, but there's a home every place you look, and that's the homeowners, and that's you guys. And I think well, it'll be an interesting program for you as well. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to start answering questions. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, and we'll we'll set up a voicemail. You can leave you can leave messages for us, and we will play them on the air and then we'll answer them. I don't want to try and get into the live call-in show right away because that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But um, email or or call in with questions. We'll, we'll start providing those numbers um, and, and that'll be a lot of fun So for the homeowners. Yeah, well, it was great to, I actually feel like I learned some stuff about you guys I didn't know today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know each other. We don't know each other well yet, but we're, we're getting there. And uh, this has been a lot of fun again. So thanks, you guys. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you.